That's Rain Parade performing for the BBC back in 1985. The LA-based Paisley Underground Band split shortly after that, but now they're back together releasing their first new album since 85 titled Last Rays of a Dying Sun. We caught up with Matt and Steven of Rain Parade on release day and asked them what brought them back together. We uh, both had separate projects, the Hellenes, Viva Saturn, but we played with each other, uh, kind of the same bands with just different songwriting vehicles. And then we got invited to play a show for our friend Bobby Sutliff in Atlanta. Who's no longer with us, unfortunately. Yeah, sadly, he's no longer with us. But at the time, he was recovering from a car accident. Pretty bad one. He had a head injury. So we went down to Atlanta, and we, we played down there, and we started playing live again, and it, was, it sounded really, really good. Um, we did one show in San Francisco, I think, before that, and we recorded it, and we released, released that as a live album. So there's a live from San Francisco album, too. Right. too. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, we, we just kind of started writing songs again. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, we've... Uh... I mean, we've always sort of been uh, under the radar, so to speak. We, we, neither one of us is, I mean, I have a bigger mouth than he does, but neither one of us is a, you know, a gadfly of any kind. <laughs> and, uh, we've almost, since 1981, we've lived in the same town, except for, I think from the 90s, later 90s into, when did you move back up here? Uh, well, I was, between 2005 and 2010, I was, you know. I, right, so... That era after Viva Saturn stopped in the late 90s, around 2000 or so. Uh, and then until he moved back here, we weren't working together a whole lot. Um, but aside from that, we've been, I mean, we've worked on projects together, songwriting and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, you know, after the Bobby thing, uh, we started to get back together and uh, kind of geared it up and, we enjoyed playing together again, and uh, then uh, the pandemic was somewhat of a blessing. Yeah, yeah I've heard that. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of miss it in a way. <laughs> the pandemic was a big factor in uh, uh, our sort of buckling down and getting back in the studio and uh, finishing the songs. Uh, we, we have a, a long history of writing together, so there were... Uh, we had some stuff lying around from before, but the way we've always worked is he's got his pile, I've got my pile, and sometimes they're closer to finish than others. Yep. But by the time we get done with it, it's it's got both of our stamps on it. So cool. you could probably figure that out from listening to it, who who at least initiated it. That's usually the lead singer, but um, you know, by the time we uh, by the time it's all said and done, we both uh, we both have our stamp on it. So. Right. Uh, we realized that we had enough for a record. And after we recorded the three by four record with, uh, with our friends, Dream Syndicate and the Bangles and three o'clock, then, uh, we kind of the juices were flowing. We had a new band. We, uh, we were playing with John Thoman, who we played th with since 1984. And I've right. known him since the same time that I met Steven's brother many, many years ago. And, uh, we added another guy named Derek C who's a really, really good guitar player and great musician and uh stefan hook has been our drummer for a while and there you go that's there the band and you got a guy named james hill who's been with you for a while as well making acting as producer so what what's the yeah. what's the glue that keeps him stuck to you 
Well, he's an outstanding uh, producer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're really fortunate to have him. Right. We, uh, uh, well, the first two records, well, the, the EP that we did, uh, Bill Hines. Well, I just produced this one, right? <laughs> correct. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we were on Enigma then, back then. Yep. And, uh, you know, Stephen's brother was in the band with us for the first record. Yep. And for all the previous, uh, you don't really see it. It's like the tip of the iceberg would be that album, but the, the formulation and uh, crafting of the sound and all of this stuff, David was absolutely instrumental in that process with Stephen and I. And, uh, you know, three songwriters is tough. So he wanted to do his own thing, and that's fine. So we did. Yep. Um, and then uh, Bill from Enigma, who was also the guy who owns this new record company right. that yep. we're on now. I gave him the whole rundown. Okay, you got this. I'm cracking okay. 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 the record company, but the pressing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's like, hey, well, this is guy named Jim Hillman. We uh, think you should work with you guys. So we met him, right. and we worked with him on Explosions, and we really, really hit it off. He's one of our best friends now. And uh, when we went to Ireland, they didn't want to use him, which was probably a mistake on our part. Yep. But anyway, many years later, when Stephen did Viva Saturn, and I helped him with that, and I did the first Hellenes album, which Jim mixed some of. And then when it came time to do the second Hellenes album of mine, uh, which Stephen co-wrote a song on that too, uh, I listened to the old one, and I'm like, you know what? Every single song that Jim mixed is better than every single other song. And I was already into it pretty deep. I already had most of it done, but there were a couple more that we were going to do. And then he got involved in that. And that was, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. And pretty much everything after that, he's been intimately involved with. And after the Hellenes project, I think, was the 3 by 4 Correct. project. Correct. Right. Don't know how familiar you are with that. That's where right. we're all covering each other's songs. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. That's where we kind of hooked back up full time with Jim as our producer. Yeah. He he um yeah. he make he okay. So the Hellenes did two more songs before the end. Not to too much detail. That's uh the master of the house, Chili. Who's I don't know if you coming. can hear my cat screaming in the background. Sounds great. irritating. All uh. Yep. Yep. I'll yep. Take it anyway, so um. He re once uh, I'd figured that out. He recorded two of the songs on the last Tellings album, and then he mixed the whole thing, which sounds great. And then Stephen and I started. Then we folded him into the Rain Parade thing, and we did the three by four record with all the people who are now currently in Rain Parade. Yep. And it's been you know he's been working with us intimately, cool. as he did in the past. Um, yep. <laughs> He's moved to Nashville uh, subsequently, but it kind of doesn't matter. Right. Uh, he, he's still going to be. Cool, cool. It's interesting. So you did, you did this, the project where you're covering uh, each other's stuff. And I just spoke to a band called, uh, what are they called? Sparkle Jets UK, who have just done a similar thing. They're a LA, LA based band who were in the, power, the pop scene of uh, LA in the late 90s, early 2000s. And, Apparently, there were a thousand bands that were all doing the same thing that you I hadn't heard of, other than maybe three of them. And uh, so they, they just released their album as well, covering all these obscure things. And it's kind of uh, nuggets related, you know, sound wise. So, uh -huh. uh, so interesting. Yeah. it's interesting these because uh, you guys are obviously affiliated with the Paisley Underground, 
Uh, is that something that you're on board with or is it just something that you got stuck with? Both. <laughs> yeah, both. I mean, it's so, you know, it's beyond our control. Yeah. We, it's, it's Pat, all, Pat Thomas is calling me right now. I got to tell oh, okay. you. Yeah, say hi. <laughs> it's, all, it's all true, the history. We, we did play together. We were all friends. You know, yep. um, we all kind of had similar, really diverse, but kind of similar musical influences. Yeah. Um, and uh, we kind of grew up, grew up together, you know, learning, learning how to play and learning how to perform. Yeah. I mean, I, Stephen is from Los Angeles, as is David. Uh, I was not, I moved there, uh, stayed with them and their parents when I first got here. And for, for me personally, the LA scene had gotten a little bit stale. I mean, I thought punk had become a little bit on the um, rigid and boring <laughs> side. It yeah. was all screaming and yelling and yeah, yeah, I know very male dominated. And it wasn't that cool kind of, um, androgynous isn't the right word, but you know, more open mm -hmm. scene than it was in the seventies. Um, and, uh, we, uh, Stephen and David knew the Suhoffs who lived down the street, um, from the Bengals, but that was the only really connect real connection to all those other people. And then we, David and I went to see Sue's new band. I think they were called the colors then, and they were, yes, did I. Oh, that's, oh, yes, you got that shot too? The house. Oh, yeah, okay. See you. All right. Well, a little fuzzy on the details. Here. But anyway, they played the show in the hospitals and we're like, holy smokes. Yeah, they, were they were, I mean, it was clear that they were going to be really popular. They were amazing yeah. and they yeah. sang great. Had this really cool garage, um, garagey sound, but with that, you know, mamas and papas slash birds kind of uh, right. thing. Anyway, so we knew them and then we started seeing all these other bands like Dream Syndicate and Three O'Clock and Green Eye Red and Long Riders and others and they all, at least they were in the melodic songwriting. So yep. it wasn't like screaming and yelling all the time. So yep. not that there aren't some cool bands that do that, yep. but there you go. I think that was, that was a big factor, kind of re reintroducing basic musicality <laughs> into yes. the rock music. Like there was, there was really a lack of that in the LAC. It was, it was really kind of just bland, um, you know, dr driving hardcore was yep. big. Yeah. There's more about attitude than music. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's what we were all kind of motivated, motivated by because we all really liked, you know, melodic, yep. uh, kind of atmospheric melodic music. And they were cool, but you know, there's bands like X who was cool. And, yeah, well, X was a good songwriting band. And yeah, uh, yeah. I like the Circle Jerks and then a band like Rank and File who used to be the Dills. Right. But um, I mean, well, they, they went a little more country, but yep. still there were bands around that wrote songs. And then there was know? the last. And oh, that's true. They're, they're sort of the link between the yeah. Yes, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but I think they were I actually kind of a little bit ahead of their time. Yep. And I think in a way they were kind of one of the unspoken progenitors of what's called Pizza. Correct. They 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 sort of linked that kind of punk spirit, but they had like a they had a twelve string in it and uh they were a phenomenal band. They're really, really great band, like three brothers and a couple other people. The Nolties. The Nolties and then Vitas Monterey. Great name. Vitas Helmut Monterey, who's an amazing keyboard player. Now. Super nice guy. Um, and Vitas uh, actually had a, like a four-track studio, and I, we re recorded some of our first uh, actual release recordings with him. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, on, on Warfrat Tales, which you may know. You might know. <laughs> right. Um, 
so anyway, that's how and then we got dialed into that. The very first show that we played happened to by Kismet be with uh, Green on Red, who All right. sort of morphed into a more kind of Americana band later, but their very earliest incarnation was this just amazing like droney Gretsch guitar with psychedelic organ and they they were kind of 13th floor elevators yeah yeah, yeah. Right. No, yeah. they had this really cool organ right and yeah and really dark and atmospheric but but the, jan stewart was just an amazing insightful lyricist which comes through all this stuff yep and um still a very good friend to this day i yeah. text him texted him today we complain about politics a lot on text and <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so those guys have, are still our really good friends. Um, and Jack Watterson. And, uh, now it's a music store in L.A. Uh, yeah. And Chris Kakavis. Chris lives in Germany. Yeah, those guys are like some of our best friends. We toured all over the world with them. Gotcha. Or we encountered them on, tour, on various Yes, tours. they're uh, great dudes. Man, that cat's okay. angry. Philly <laughs> agreeing with us, apparently. Uh, okay, uh, we will... Um, even I mean, you should see this cat. This cat oh, is like, yeah, wait, bring it on. There he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Ambassador. His international debut. <laughs> Hi, Chili. What's up, dude? Okay. Yeah, he's he's quite a character. I can tell. That's awesome. Yep. Um, anyway, so let's see. Where were we? Well, anyway, well, since you mentioned the Bengals, and bring the conversation back around to your new record. I see you got Debbie and Vicky Peterson on the opening track on Angel Sister. So yeah, I mean they're just wonderful people. They're the nicest people, sharpest tacks, great musicians, great people, and wonderful singers. And I mean there is something to be said for siblings yep. singing together. I agree. Yep, we got. We got them to sing with yep. us uh, a couple of tunes, and also this band who I can't recommend highly enough called the Moore Brothers. Okay, we're two brothers from out here, um, who uh, they very acoustic duo, um, like one acoustic guitar. They both sing, and they're yep. kind of the way I pitch it is it's kind of imagine if the Everly Brothers were playing XTC songs. That's yeah. kind of where they're at. Nice. Uh, yeah, super we, nice guys, too. And they're actually on the same song as the Peterson sisters. Um, yeah, we have the Mitchell sisters here. They're from down on the South Island in Gore. And there's one older sister, Jenny, who started out singing. And then she has two twin sisters who are about like 19 years old. And they were up here. They did a little session up here in my place. And to hear the two sisters who were twins singing harmonies it's like wow, it's one cool. thing but it's it's not doesn't sound like a solitary voice it's amazing yeah are they are they identical yeah wow uh it's funny you should say that if i may tie this together in a bizarre sort of family thing go for it i have two younger brothers who are identical twins and i have two older brothers who are twins oh really man two sets of twins and i just discovered a couple of months ago that a, a great down under musician Steve Kilby from the church, who's sure. from, I presume he's a rock star down there. He should be if he's yes, not. He, yep. he has two sets of twin daughters. Oh. Who are mm. now, uh, I think they are also performing sometimes with him. I might be wrong about that. But anyway, so there's there's the twins connection to Down Under and, and yep. us. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Uh, Something in the water? <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> Fertility. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Yes. 
So back to Angel's Sister. Why can you, what can you tell me about the song? Why is it the first track on the album? Who wrote it? Give me all the backstory. Something's falling from the sky. More space junk coming in each night. But when I catch you on the big screen, you make the blanks Originated the song, Matt helped uh, contribute to it yep. greatly and produce it. We actually recorded a version of that earlier with uh, with Viva Saturn, um, and uh, it was part of a of an album that never got released. It was supposed to be on, on Restless, which was the which is the w one of the um, uh, inheritors of the Enigma uh, catalog. Right. Um, so we had the song sitting around forever, and, and somehow that original earlier version, which was pretty pretty cool, um, the master tapes got lost. So so we decided like the song is pretty pretty cool. Maybe we should give it a try. Yep. And actually, I wasn't sure we should. Yeah, do it. I had I had to bug the crap out of him to do it, and really? uh, Jim liked it too. And uh, I mean, the other version is cool, and we've been pretty faithful to it. Uh, yeah, but we didn't have the original master, so so that, you know we didn't have a high resolution copy of, version right. of it. Yep. Um, so it made it made sense after some arm twisting. <laughs> um, I decided we should. Go yeah, for we it. talked. Steve I agreed to go for to it. doing it again. I mean, and like like we were saying earlier, I mean, it, for sure that is mostly Stephen's song. But I mean, by the the way we've worked for quite some time is, I mean, it's not like we're Jagger Richards or anything, but like we, it's a lot easier to just say they're both our songs and then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Then you guys that. can battle and it out in the background <laughs> you know there's that's yeah. actually it uh, as the great levon helm once said uh, you know it's not women that breaks up bands it's songwriting yeah so we I figured out a long time <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah um so we figured out a long time ago that it was easier to do that and yep, yep, you know yep. i threw my two possibly even four cents in on this one and uh I, th I think Matt's being modest. He made some like really important contribution. It's always that way, you know. I, mean, okay. I don't remember. Some really, well, I kind of remember that there were some really good lyrics that you, you suggested. And, oh, okay. And the yeah, he's right. I wrote the whole thing. And the other <laughs> things with guitar, you uh, know, the the arrangements. It's it's kind of you know, songwriting. There's the initial core, you know, lyric or or melody, but then it kind of evolves into something much more, you know, complete. Gotcha. And Matt and I are both have both been involved with Rain Parade stuff on every level in, in the sort of development. Of yeah, we, we figured out a long yeah. time ago that um, you know, uh, first of all, collaborative artists is difficult, which is why having three songwriters in the band is really hard, and it didn't last with us. Yeah, but um, it's also very exciting, and there are certain things that you know he's better at than I am, and well, better at. Is a different perspective than I do, yep. and it, vice versa. Um, and well, hopefully we complement each other. Yeah, I mean, he writes tons of music. I write lots of lyrics. Kind of, if, if you know, if he says something about lyrics, I'll, I kind of trust his judgment on lyrics a little bit more, and I think that maybe, maybe vice versa on music. Maybe musically, I'll, I'll <laughs> soup up some of the stuff he does. Right. You know, so it's like. It's, it's a good collaboration. We've been cool. 
Jesus, we must have written 100 songs at yeah. least since forever. But, so uh, so uh, Angel Sister is followed by the title track, Last Rays of a Dying Sun. I picked up the load of dice Threw them only twice Watched it all fall down Built it right back up Kind of the opposite of Angel Sister. That's a song that I had. Right. That I was playing with the Hellenes a little bit, and um, the middle section of that song was pretty underdeveloped. And Stephen like dove in and whipped it into shape and wrote a bunch of lyrics. And then he he ended up singing that, which we did this time more than we ever have. Right. Uh, typically, one guy sings it, and the other guy will sing harmony. Um, but this time we did a lot of splitting things up. Like he's like, he'll, I'll sing a verse and he'll sing a chorus or vice versa or one section, or even there's even a song where we trade lines off. Uh, one of the ones the Bangles sings on the acoustic one called Share Your Love. Right. That again, is that actually is an amalgam. Um, I had one section, he had the other, we kind of put them together and uh, we, we both sing on that. So it's interesting because uh, you guys were probably what, in your twenties when you started working together and now you're not. Correct. Um, <laughs> also correct. <laughs> so it, is there something to be said for being older and more mature and working together? Is it easier? Is it more, cre is it more s sustainable or? It's for sure easier. Yeah. Uh, Cause we, you know, we both kind of had, you, more stable in our lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I mean, to say, you know, I, I'm I'm not sure what would have happened if we had been more successful back in the day. I mean, maybe one of us wouldn't have made it. I have no idea. Right. But we we were better behaved than we used to be. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Um. Right. And uh, you know, we have our own separate lives. Out of it, we're both married. We have our own separate lives. But uh, it it uh, I at least I personally I think he would agree that. Uh, let him agree before I say it, but uh, uh, just a lot of respect. Yep. So that we work together. You know, it's funny we don't notice, but the guy, the new guy in the band, he's like, God, I can't believe you guys. You're like so respectful of one another. Right, right, right. When we're talking about music, and it is, it, it's that. I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, I've seen him at his worst, and he's seen me at my worst, and it's kind of like, you know, there's a lot of water under the bridge. So it, uh, it is, it. I'm not sure we have the same. I know, that's other, that's really up for other people to decide. Yeah. Uh, whether you know we're as good as we used to be, but it, it is easier, and we don't feel as if we're a nostalgia band or anything like that. Right. We've yeah. always kind of been out of time. I mean, I think the first Rain Parade record record could have easily been recorded, you know, ten or fifteen years earlier or ten or fifteen years later. Yeah, I don't. I don't think our approach has fundamentally changed at all. Um, I think we've been kind of this tapping into the same influences and, you know, the same whatever, whatever however those influences are kind of channeled through our songwriting. It's the same thing. We still kind of like the stuff that we've always liked. Um, going after yeah. some kind of mood or, you know, a certain kind of atmosphere or, you know, a, a certain, I don't know, irony or something in, in the lyrics, you yep. know. Um, 
Yeah. You know, we both were pretty, and I hate this word. It's what is used. It's actually worse than the place in the underground, and that word is punk. Um, we were into, uh, very much into the sort of middle 70s New York scene. Oh, yes. Which, I love that. <laughs> Patty Smith, I, I, television. Right. And yeah. not a single one of those bands is what I would call punk. None. Right. Not right. all of them. What they are, they're actually somewhat similar to our little scene. Yeah. Obviously popular and bigger and perhaps more important, but whatever. Um, but what they are is their original approaches to music and they're uh, very songwriting based. So, hey, that, that's Dan Stewart texting me now. So okay. there you go. You <laughs> <laughs> see it on the action. No, he, he, has, he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> you know, like a band like Television, who we adore, or The Talking Heads, or Patti Smith, or yep. The Ramones, even Blondie, who I also love. I think Stephen does too. Yep. Um, all those bands were just very different. And you know, they approached music differently. And they got slapped with this goofy label of punk. Yep. Which to me really only means like that sort of, you know, the damn, the clash, the sex pistols. That to me is what punk is. Um, I yeah. kind of think of it also as the, as the do it yourself vibe. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, too. Yeah. Is, yeah. Well, yeah. and also, yeah, and also if we're. This is the where everybody creates. Right. I mean, we. If you, not that you should, but if one were to dig into our lyrics, I think that's probably where you'd see punk the most. Right. But, you know, that it, it, Patti Smith was and, and Tom Verlaine, those those guys were super into Rainbow and yeah. Verlaine, obviously. And yes. That kind of thing. <laughs> Not that we like sit around slashing our wrists and stuff. Yep. Um, I think the reason we don't <laughs> is because we kind of we have this outlet. Yeah. It allows us to get that stuff out. It's it's, it's a good it's, healthy way of getting yes, that out of your system. Yeah. Exactly. To release the, the demons, so, so to speak. And they're in there, boy, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's true. We're not, we're not unique in that one. No. It, it, it's uh, weirdly, uh, the when we started the 80s, the sort of Reagan-Thatcher era, I'm not sure who was running Australia and New Zealand at that time. Yeah. Oh, boy, yeah. I wish we, we had. Well, we had a guy named Muldoon here in New Zealand oh. who was a, a classic. Yeah. <laughs> right, we could use one of those like young female leaders instead yep. of a bunch of old. But Jacinda Ardern's uh, been up here at my studio, so. <laughs> what's that? I said Jacinda has been up here at my studio. Oh, so. oh no yeah. shit! Oh, that's yeah, cool. She recorded a radio yeah. program for my for the thirteenth floor before she was prime minister, and uh, so oh, she's she fantastic. Been rifling through my record collection, and I got photos and the whole. Oh, thing. Wow. <laughs> We'll, we'll, take, cool. we'll take her. Yeah, she's, she's yeah I think you're going to get her. I think she's uh, she's working in Harvard, so she because she's no longer prime minister. So yeah. Um, anyway, when you know the, the Reagan Thatcher era, we we always seem to be doing well when the country is not. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> well, you should be doing well now. That's for sure. It's kind of astonishing. And uh, yeah. yes, we're disappointed in our electorate yeah. and, in, and in end stage capitalism and all that other stuff. And that's, I mean, not that we uh, are like a protest band or anything crazy. I mean, it's not like Phil Oaks or Bob Dylan. Or anything right. Like that. But, I mean, it, 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 one of the things Dan said that we didn't even think about that we sort of liked 
you said that this record was a love letter to the planet and i haven't really thought about it that way but yeah, it, not not consciously not maybe, maybe consciously but yeah. it kind of Re is reflecting on it maybe it's, yep but i mean everything you know you gotta have a has to be a voice in a song and it has to be like not necessarily a person but a, a spirit so to speak but mm -hmm. so it's very individualized but i i think that's you know what this is dumb i shouldn't be talking about it. that's for other people to decide <laughs> that's what you said if you liked it so self-reflection is good <laughs> i mean the the album is called last rays of a dying sun and you guys are boiling over there and everybody's talking about climate change everywhere so you know that's relevant to what the heck yeah that's not really what i meant by that i didn't but think so sure. but that these things have a way of presenting themselves in their own special way true and you know it's, it's more about that moment between dark and light you know there's right. like that you know that's kind of how i see that um that lyric yeah i mean it's it's sort of like right. the, the in-between. But it also has that hopeful side, too, which is kind of like what Stephen did in the middle section of that song. Like, we have this song called You're My Friend that yep. I started writing. Well, it was called You Were My Friend. <laughs> Until Stephen goes, dude, no, come on, man. How about You Are My Friend? And, of course, he was right, and that's what it is now. So there right. you go. Now, well, um, uh, and there's some pretty cool guitar in Last Rays, and we should talk about maybe your guitar player is what, uh, John? Tell, tell me, well, that all, we, we are blessed. Well, maybe uh, Stephen, you can talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so we, uh, the band has basically three guitar players right now. Yeah. On, on the album, Matt, of course, and he's you know the uh, progenitor of the the vibrato oh, nice. on that song. Yep. Which is, you know, kind of blends everything together, and uh, then there's John Thelman, who's been with us since 84 basically he, he came into the band after david left yep and um so he's been working with us he's really integral in the guitar sounds and then recently as matt mentioned earlier we we added uh derek c uh who uh really seems to get our aesthetic right uh he's, yeah he's, totally he's an excellent guitar player uh excellent musician and um i think he's, he's added a lot in terms of helping us kind of capture the guitar, guitar right. sounds. It's really nice to not have to explain things to somebody who just sort of already does it. Yeah. So on that song, yeah, there's like that whammy bar thing and then the sort of watery guitar that's in between all that other stuff. Yeah. I mean, John, John is, a, um, that's John. And he, that's, that's a sound he uses a lot on this record. And he's a tremendous rock guitar player. And, uh, that's kind of more his gentle side. Right. Um, and on other songs, like say "Got the Fear" or something, you can hear him just like totally shred, yeah, ferocious, <laughs> just soaring. Like, yeah, uh, but uh, the break, the well, a lot of the lead is me, but that middle break, the big one, that's Derek. I was playing the song with him down in uh, at my buddy Jack's shop. Jack right. is a great musician. Um, Funny, weirdly, much better than he used to be. Not that he wasn't good back in the day, but he can do everything now. He plays drums and he's playing drums. Uh -huh. And then we played that song, and Derek cut loose. I'm like, "Holy Jesus, dude! You're you're playing the first. You're doing that." So he <laughs> he plays that kind of main lead, and then the other slinky stuff around is me, and the watery stuff is John. There's a bunch of songs where there's three guitars that uh, that are all kind of distinctive and interweaving. Um, so Derek really, you know, he understands 
he knows how to get the cool sound out of like vintage gear. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, the, we got some cool stuff. I mean, between him and Thelman, holy smokes. I mean, I got my Gretsch, which is cool and vintage, but he and John have, we have three or four SGs in this band that oh, cool. uh, are John's John has the very first one from 61 and he's got a 69 and Derek's got this. Other, I mean, there's a ton of cool yeah. stuff. We, we had the opportunity to experiment with, with a lot of different kind of vintage sounds and instruments. So, so the album is full of all kinds of different you know, sounds. Yeah. There's right. a million guitar, cool, cool guitar sounds. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I, I used to work at the House of Guitars in Rochester. I, I think I told Stephen. Oh, the Chesterfield King I, news, right? I, Chesterfield Kings, Greg Prevost. And yeah. I think I read that John got his guitar repaired at the House of Guitars when you guys were playing it. Yeah. yeah. I actually bought a jazz, I bought a jazz bass. At, oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I, did. I think he did. Um, one of the guitars he's using right now, he, he got from Jack Waterson. Right. No, we, we'll talk about, hey, Forget to get, we'll talk about guitars all day. So I should just <laughs> um, Go back to the songs. There are uh, a lot of guitars on this record, like yeah. cool. a lot of different ones. Nothing wrong with that, that's for sure. <laughs> nope. uh, and, oh, by the way, Steven plays some beautiful acoustic guitar in this also. Uh, all right, give me song. an example. What should we listen? Which, which track? Well, Other Side of You. Uh, okay, yep. He, I, I mean, we both. Next to it, it's very delicate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the acoustic guitar. That's him. Yeah. And then I think bass guitar. Something in your eyes, bringing it on a tear. Just hang on, it won't be long. I'm waiting for you here. electric on that and then John plays another acoustic guitar on that. So I mean we both Stephen I'm quoting Stephen now. Um I mean we both write on yeah. on guitars. Stephen's also an excellent keyboard player. Although he doesn't play a lot of keyboards in this band. He, he does play some. Um and he does a, he has these great finger picking songs like the song Broken Horse or Other Side of You is kind of like that. And we're actually working on a new one that has that as well. There's also a, um, a bonus track, which is not on the album. Called, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Happy to Leave, which I don't know if you got the uh, the, the uh, advanced promo. I'm trying to think um, what I, I think I do. Yeah. So it's a four song with uh, Last Race of Dying Sun and three other songs. That has one song that's not on the album. Which yeah. It's another picking Yeah, that's another Stephen yeah. picking song. Nice. Uh, so he, he, he does that as well a little bit. Uh, but as he has said, I mean, Rain Parade at its sort of core, uh, the sound that people are probably the most familiar with is him playing bass and me playing that Gretsch guitar. Right. That's not all we do. Kind of try to you know, do a little bit more. And then songs kind of, they kind of take on a, a mind of their own. Yeah. I mean, we can try to mess with them, but they usually tell us what to do and we try to listen. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you get... You get that too. You got like a little bit of the Stephen finger picking, and uh, some of it's me, and some of it's you know. So there are actually four guitar players on the album. It's John and 
predominantly John and uh, Stefan and I, and then Derek. Derek. Stefan's a drummer. Yeah. Sorry. And percussion player. Yep. He's actually an excellent percussion player. He plays all sorts of stuff. He's oh, cool. casting nets and yep. weird. I don't even know what you call it. It's not a tabla. It's this thing made out of clay. Uh, he's uh, yeah. He's got like a gazillion things going on there cool. too. And uh, you know that that's one of the things that we like about the recording studio is the ability to really stretch it out. You know. Right. <clears throat> I mean, not that we're in the same league or anything, but you know, you go if you've ever saw the Pet Sounds tour it's like there's like 90 instruments up there, yeah yeah you know? yeah <laughs> so more, uh, you know we never stopped to add them up but there's a lot of different instruments you know there's yeah 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 organ and wurlitzer and harmonium and acoustic piano and synthesizers and guitars of all stripes 612 nashville strong everything cool so it's, when you get out, you, you have gotten out of the studio. I see you toured your, like the UK earlier this year, right? Yeah, well, that was that was kind of a uh, different thing. Um, uh, that, well, it was a part of us. We kind of did an acoustic tour. Right. Um, and it was uh, just me and Matt from Rainprint uh, with the Dream Syndicate. We were, we were opening for their UK tour. Gotcha. Which was, it was really great, actually. It was really fun. Um, and then we would play every night. We play the encore together. We'd oh, cool! Do a couple of electric reprint songs. We also did "No Easy Way Down" with uh, the Dream Syndicates with Dennis Duck, the Dream Syndicates drummer. Like the nicest person you'd ever yeah. want to meet. All right, but yeah, that was that was cool though because we just took uh, the Gretsch, one electric guitar and one acoustic guitar, and it was kind of an opportunity to I don't know, almost like reimagine some of our earlier stuff in an acoustic cool. context. We've never done that before, and I'm I'm really really glad that we did. Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna uh, take this show on the road? Are you gonna put, get the band together and play these songs? Yeah, yeah. just uh, well, part of it is, you know, I mean, we're not exactly, nor have we ever been like tapped into the quote scene unquote. <laughs> right. uh, part of what was a shock to us back in the day was that there were. I mean, we were in LA and we couldn't get arrested. And uh, then these people in England kind of went nuts for us. And right. that really helped a lot. We were able to go back uh, to the, uh, the homelands, if you were. Uh, yep. And that in turn helped us do better in the States. Uh, we did, you know, one thing I'll say, you know, we went to England and like we're doing these acoustic songs and people are like, you can hear a pin drop. It's crazy. Try that in yeah. the US. Uh, no, it, it, it doesn't happen that way. Um, so it was, uh, like Stephen said, it was nice to re-examine some of our material. We, and, you know, also vocally, it was kind of, a, you know, um, a good experience because we could, could hear really well. You know, when you're playing live with an electric band, it can be a little bit more difficult to, you know, to sing harmony vocals in tune, for example. Yep, yep, yes. This was so nice because it was just really quiet and, you know, we could sing at the right levels. And the blend was was really nice, and we had a good a good sound guy over there. Yeah, we I um, think so. Yeah, it was, it was it was really fun. I think we actually sing better now, yep. for whatever that's worth. I mean, we don't. <laughs> uh, it's not the same, obviously, because we're not in our twenties any longer. But uh, you know, as my buddy Jack says, uh, from Jack from 
read already, said that the bus doesn't often come around 40 years later. And it looks like the bus did come around again. There you so go. We're, uh, today, actually, is it the 4th or is it the 5th? What the hell day is it? It's the 4th. Yes, today is the day. It's the fifth for you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's the fifth for you. Right. So the uh, our new record was released today. Yep. Or yesterday for yep. you. Um, I don't know how that works exactly. It, it does. I think work. you would have to wait today anyway. <laughs> oh, really? So you could. Okay. Yeah, I was. Well, we don't need yesterday online. We know what it sounds like. Oh, so yeah, we, definitely. We but um, yeah, today's the day it comes out. Um, yep. Which Pretty is exciting. Great. And, and here yeah, you are uh, spending all this time talking to me. So <laughs> what's yeah, wrong with this? Well, yeah, we really appreciate your interest. My pleasure. Believe me. Yeah. Well, you got to come down and bring the show down to New Zealand. You know, set up a little thing with you and the chills on the same bill. That'd be fun. Yeah, be Love fun. the chills. Be great. So, all that uh, Flying Nun stuff is great. Yep, yep, yep. And they got a lot of good new bands coming out on Flying Nun as well. Have you heard the Beths? The Bats. Beths. The Bats. The B oh, the Beths. Beths. Oh, no, no. no. Yeah, they're, they're but, quite indie. But aren't the Beths? They're, they're, they live right around the corner here. And, uh, yeah, they're very The cool. Bats. Oh, no, the Bats are on. The Bats are around yep. still. Yep, yep, absolutely. So they're um, all here. <laughs> well, we'll give them our regards. Send them our regards. Did the Chills? Even we haven't met them personally. <laughs> I think the Chills played a show with Viva Saturn. It's very possible. Possibly, um, Maybe it was the bats. I don't remember. One of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, one of the bats. Maybe. It wasn't the chills. They're, 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 those are both really super cool bands, and I will check out the best. All righty. All righty. Thank you, Thank you very so much. much for, this has been fantastic. Say hi to Pat for me again. I will. I actually have to call him back right now. <laughs> very good. And hopefully yeah, we'll see you down here today. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.